It was so. I'm telling you, we got to redact Honestly, you got to beep them out still. <laughs> as about as bad as you could have expected. Like it went off the rails absolutely immediately. It wasn't even about going off the real rails. It was like him just being fucking inept and not knowing how to work technology. I was like and having his goddamn headphones so goddamn loud. I was sitting there like having dinner with family, and my phone started buzzing in my pocket, and it was like a Discord call with. Uh, with redacted TZ and Young Yosh, and I was like, okay, it's like they must be starting to record right now, and like we kept eating, and then all of a sudden it started buzzing again, and I was like, what? Why the fuck are they calling again? Started, <laughs> and I, um, then I knew like it had it, gone fucking south. <laughs> so that idiot couldn't figure out how to get his mic or his webcam working, so we had to do external calls before TZ even joined. <laughs> That's how much of a shit show it was beforehand. Before it became a shit show for you, and then we we never recorded, and then he couldn't talk. <laughs> he, he was, was nervous. Just, he, he froze. <laughs> he was like, "I'm nervous." Fucking it's nervous, so crazy. It's so crazy, dude. How like every baseball player, at least like fifty percent of them, we look like cousins. I'm telling you, dude. I could have been in the MLB. <sighs> Welcome back to the Color Theory Podcast. Me and Giancarlo Stanton have the same stature and build. You're, you're five foot five. <laughs> Coming from fucking four eleven, bro. <laughs> it's your host Teasy, aka Young Teasy. It ain't easy being wheezy. <gasps> aka Young Hove, oh aka God. Childish Bambino, aka Biracial Angel. Got a white mom, black dad. Bing. Aka Mayor of Smack City. Smack City, Smack City. A.K.A. Tub of Gump. Tub of Gump. A.K.A. Fat in the Hat. Fat. A.K.A. Liger Woods. Mm. A.K.A. David Ortiz. A.K.A. Young Digerati. Mm-mm. A.K.A. Paji Beats. A.K.A. Chuckmaster Flex. A.K.A. Grill Zaddy. A.K.A. Mod of the Year four times in a row. Kinda. I was in chat. Kinda. You were in chat. You were in chat. He was in chat. And you you know the rhetoric I was spreading. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. I already have it in my my mental memory bank. It's ready. I queued it up. (laughs) A.K.A. CEO of the Silly Goose Club. (laughs) A.K.A. TZ McTeaserson. A fucking chorus of geese. (laughs) It's got to be a club. (laughs) 
I just put it AKA. on. Just wait until you hear it back like later on, and I put in like a fucking choir of geese. So like, <laughs> honk, honk, honk. <laughs> oh. Whoa, Teezy. Oh, Teezy. And I hear it with the homies. It's your boy Tyrell, a.k.a. Yishtamaza, a.k.a. Oh, we're so fucking late. <laughs> no, it's Discord, dude. We were on time. We, we were in sync. Oh we were we were fucking. I was Justin Timberlake, and he was everyone else. <laughs> AKA strong, tall, and handsome. AKA you best believe I churn. AKA DJ DJ letter grade deduction. AKA coming in white women like my name, baby bunk. AKA Suzuki Spliffy. Fuck. <laughs> you committed on that one. Holy shit. No, that's fucking, there was the, oh, I'll tell you later. A.K.A. Glizzy God. <laughs> A.K.A. Hyuk. A.K.A. Number one runner, but I don't run. <laughs> A.K.A. <laughs> it's a buddy cop film. I'm buddy, you're the cop. No! We discussed it no. differently. No! I'm not saying. You are missing one. I am not. You are missing one. Oh, fuck, you're right. A.K.A. the reason we're recording on a Thursday. Thank there you. There it is. This fucker. Thank you. This fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, we gotta threaten him. I know. I'm about to add it to the fucking list. I'm disappointed. He didn't even add the one that um, Redacted gave him either. And I was waiting for that one instead. But instead, he, he, he calls me a fucking cop. He says the buddy cop? How am I gonna fucking pronounce... The one that Redacted gave me. That's... You've had a week to practice. Alright. A.K.A. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Sorry, hang on. I don't know how to get through this without laughing. So I thought about, like, stealing <laughs> A.K.A.'s and giving you one each week. <laughs> I'm done for that. that. A.K.A. Louis <laughs> Von Squid-Wielding Schnauzers. <laughs> even make sense. <laughs> the, the text that he sent that in, it's outrageous that my Nobel Peace Prize talent gets overshadowed by the typewritings of Louis von Squid-Wielding Schnauzers is an AKA in and of itself. He, he is like machine learning gone bad. Like a neural network with incorrect like verbiage and noun usage. It just throws random nouns and verbs together and puts them in a sentence oh, and then you say them. Fuck. <laughs> what up? It's Young Yosh, a.k.a. Famtasia, a.k.a. Ducky, a.k.a. Mexican Simba, a.k.a. Short Native but My Dick Tall, a.k.a. Black Falcon, a.k.a. Falco, a.k.a. Apple Cheeks, a.k.a. She call me Yosh when I'm tweeting, call me Jordy when we fuck, a.k.a. Honey Jord, a.k.a. Hoodie Jordan, a.k.a. She sucked me clean in the Civic, now my kids are on Broadway, a.k.a. Damn Jordy, a.k.a. Mama Maybach Jordy. A.K.A. Clairvoyant Falcon, A.K.A. E.A. Falcon, it's in the wangs. A.K.A. Chef Jordan Ramsey, A.K.A. Jordy B, you know where I'm at, you know where I be. A.K.A. Baby Carrot Dick, but I still answer the fat diac. A.K.A. Father Yosh, preaching the gospel of the hardwood. 
aka froglegs31 aka big pot yosh aka king of the fall guys aka mayor of lebronto aka i'm winning i'm dreaming i'm inspiring i'm silly so silly i work hard i get my aka gotta hear both sides A.K.A. Game 6 in Boston, Game 5 in Detroit, Game 6 in Cleveland, Game 7 in Golden State, Game 7 in San Antonio, Game 2 in Toronto, Game 1 in Golden State. Every single time I get on this podcast. And hey, we streamed the other day. And a certain mod of the year four times in a row and TZ were in chat. (laughs) And they both said... (laughs) (laughs) And they both we're one the same to provide a certain message that has been been absent. There was a certain individual who happened to not be in chat too. Shout out Alan. <laughs> that fucker wasn't there. But hey, there was a few. Sky has a fat coach in chats. Yo, speaking speaking of chats, um, I, I I figured we should probably just get this out of the way now since it's. Since it's relevant, uh, we have goals. We have fucking goals. We have bro. goals. We have goals. And, Hashtag goals. And <laughs> what that means for for you all out there, um, you you need to get on Twitch. You and need to get a Twitch even, account, and you need to follow Young Yosh ninety three. We are twenty seven away. What was it at? 23 or was it? It was 23 or I think it was 23. Yeah, 20, something like that. Yeah. We are 27 followers away from affiliate status. Once we get affiliate status, you know what that means? I get a sub button. And you know what oh. that means? You can use your Amazon Prime accounts and link them to your Twitch account and give me that free, delicious Prime sub. And I can get emotes wow. made. And oh my God, wait. We will be one step closer to me and Pokimane meeting. That should be incentive enough. That's a stretch. Help the boy out. Just wait till it's like a a husband of Pokimane. Crazy. Or like secret family or some shit. You know, we don't know yet. It's episode 27. You know what it is. Color of the day. Today. It's Tattle Teal. That's a fucking cute ass name. Uh, when I think of Tattle Teal, basically, if you if you think of the color of Squirtle, that's kind of what I think of. What is Squirtle a snitch? <laughs> well, he's definitely not a rat. Hard. Chuck E. Cheese, rat. Bars. We get rodents, whacked. <laughs> That's all. That, I mean, I'm gonna leave it as that. I mean, if y'all don't know what the fuck color Squirtle is, and figure it out. <laughs> I I just think of it as like a like a blue green Takashi. <laughs> I just threw it out there because I thought it was a clever name. <laughs> yeah, Teasy can resonate with it. <sighs> Hashtag random. We got a full project, so we got to get moving. Is there anything that 
you guys listened to over this past week. I know it's tough. We had, we had, we had a lot to, to uh, digest here over the past six, seven days um, that you want people to know about. Let them hear it. Tell them. Uh, what, do they, what do they want to know? I went and listened to the Aimless EP by Rum Gold. Um, I didn't realize that they had an EP released this year. And I really enjoyed it. It was like really, really nice like R&B. Um, I sent it to TZ. TZ enjoyed it. And then TZ in turn. Yeah, Rum Gold's cool. Sent me Gold Dress by Yellow Straps and asked if he had me listen to it. And I did not respond to TZ. Because like I will tell him on the podcast. Of course you didn't. That he did not have me listen to it, but I loved the album. <clears throat> yeah, it's so good. Um, I listened to "Keep Going" by Larry June and Harry Fraud. Oh, that was cool. It was. It was smooth. It was really smooth. I listened to "A Doctor, a Painter, and an Alchemist" uh, by The Alchemist. That one's cool too. Yep. Um, Falling Asleep at the Wheel by Holly Humberstone. Really good pop album. Um, I liked it. That was cool, too. Uh, when It's All Said and Done by Giveon. Fuck! <laughs> I forgot about Giveon. Wow. I can't believe you forgot about Giveon. I've listened to it like five times. I know. It's good. And I've even, even, I've even had other people like talk about it to me. It's, it's good. I listened to it. I, I liked I'm it a lot. I'm not listening to that garbage. You guys like it. I'll just listen to Chicago Freestyle <laughs> if I want to hear that shit. Fake ass, fucking pussy ass, fucking uh, <laughs> Plastic One Hundred remake. Album Chicago Freestyle. He said. Um, and I went back and I, I listened nothing to nothing uh, about the fucking project. Went back and listened to Bro, Hell he Fury like and Lord Willen by Clips. Classics. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's right. Glare. Can't hear a glare. And there was an EP I listened to, like an old EP. Uh, Is it the Impact EP by I'm Sue? Oh fuck. No, no. You and I listened to that together and heard that shit fucking four times in a row, and that's not what I wanted to hear. This dude, this dude. I'm, I'm. So I'm, I'm in the midst of cooking chicken parm, and he plays this "I Am Sue" EP. Well, it turns out it's just an extended single because the original played, then the clean version played, then the instrumental played, and then the acapella played. So I can hear that song four times. To be fair, I stopped in midway through the instrumental and then skipped to the acapella. <laughs> and we listened to ad-libs with no fucking, like, context. Like, they, there was no beat to go with them. It was just him being like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, the EP I was thinking of was uh, the Dreams EP by Oliver Tank. Um, it's, like, lo-fi, I guess. A lot of strings, instrumental. It's very good driving music. Uh, I really wanted to listen to Last Night I Heard Everything in Slow Motion, which is like one of my favorite just like strings songs. Um, but that's what I listened to this last week. TZ? TZ? We really got to start this out sometime. <laughs> number, one, number one year number one mod four four years in a four times in a row <laughs> TZ <laughs> I don't give a, I don't give a fuck if camera. this is the next ten minutes of the podcast it's just me saying you're different AKAs until you start saying 
He's using Pachi, Pachi beats. Staring into fucking Jordan's eyes. As if to say, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Chunk Master Flex. Drop a bomb. <laughs> go. I listened to Tape Tape by Lupe Fiasco in soundtrack. Really, whatever those two songs. Uh, Capital Gains by Willie the Kid. It was cool. It was fine. It really gets lost in the the like uh, sea of Griselda sounding tapes. So it's kind of whatever. He still sounds really good. He's not. He definitely doesn't sound as inspired as he used to in like the early 2012s when he was making music. But he's still Willie the Kid's still out here. Uh, I listened to Lobby Tape Side A by Dolly Bernays again. Um, I listened to Half of No Shame 3 by All Black. Uh, I listened to Working Out the Mud by Six Bo- Sick Boy Rari. Uh, episode 476 of Selection. Nokia Talk 2002 by Sick Boy Rari. Uh, Keep Going, Larry June and Harry Fraud. Episode 475 of Selection. Um, episode 22 of Ramona Radio. <laughs> um, Season finale. Yeah, I noticed that at the end. Sad. I wanted to, they're not getting re- re-upped again. Not after a couple of those episodes. <laughs> There's no way. Um, I listened to they the... Have ro- to. I don't know. <laughs> um, have to. I, I listened to The World Is Ours 3 by Tony Snow, which is good. That's actually really cool. I actually liked it a lot. And then the rest of everything is on the docket. I also listened to Will of the Kid and The Alchemist Projects. Uh, and Giveon. Who? Cool. Um, stuff that you guys didn't mention. The Blackpink album. I thought that was super fun. Yeah. Heard mixed reviews. I thought it was super fun. Uh, Listen to Alexander Lewis Project, which I thought was also a fine listen. It's a fun pop R&B, hip-hop blend type of uh, project. If you're familiar with Brass Tracks, you'll be familiar with Alexander Lewis. Um, I, I liked it. Tom Mish and Youssef Days released uh, four bonus tracks to their album that they dropped earlier this year. Uh, these four tracks were really fucking good. Uh, really good. Uh, that was a nice listen. Listen to the YG Project. And, wow, I mean... Was it whatever? <sighs> yes. But no. I was super disappointed. Um, I don't know if he'll be able, ever be able to recreate Still Brazy. Yeah, or My Crazy Life. I don't... I. It's just been yeah. downhill ever since. I just don't feel motivated to listen to him anymore. Well, and the pro- I think the problem that I have is that, like on tracks 8 through 12 on here he really starts trying to experiment with like singing and yeah it's I a very 2020 thing I'm not I'm not here for that I'm going to be honest not really here for that um listen to the Rocky Fresh album which I actually did not mind I usually have I lately I've been having issues like just finishing Rocky Fresh projects. Uh, this one was much better. <clears throat> I thought you were gonna just say because he's boring. 
because it kind of <laughs> is as like an MC. But like the the production's usually fine. I used to listen to a lot of Rocky Fresh, like back in high school and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twami released a quick little project. I like listening to Twami production. And oh, uh, something that I also you guys didn't mention. New episode of Wave Radio. I haven't listened to those. It's fun. It's a short one. How short is short? An hour. Okay. No, I just keep going, dude. This is just the ambience. Ambience. <laughs> It's just the fucking ASMR reading of, of a WAP. <laughs> no nuts is hear that shit just fucking whispering. <laughs> she like so, goes in for it too. She's like fucking keeping up with the cadence. I know that was I was very impressed. <laughs> She's like six we got five. five of them. I here. love her. Do you uh do you do you like the order of these? Would you like to rework them? Give me a second. Let me look. D- terrible order. Uh, three and five <laughs> should be the first two. One should be last. Two should be second to last. Well, yeah, we're going five down to one, right? Uh, yeah, that works for me. Swap three and four. But I mean, do you want swap three? Okay. Yeah. Got it. Because then I can sit on mute for first a little up. Bit. Can I guess you say? I got you. Gabriel Garzon Montano. That was really AKA good. AKA Gabriel Garzon Montano. You were like that, the polar the opposite of you were the you were the polar opposite of redacted in Spanish class. Remember that? <laughs> He's here <laughs> with his second album, Agrivita. Uh, I f- was first introduced to uh, he- GGM back in 2017 with its release of Jardin, uh, which was a really fun listen. I it's like a uh, uh, Brazilian jazz uh, kind of pop type of production over this uh, on that project, and I thought it was. Really good. I, there were a lot of songs on there that I went back to um, that I still really like listening to this to this day. And so I was really looking forward to this new project here, uh, hoping to hear more of the same. And I didn't, but I don't think that's a bad thing. So one thing that really stood out to me that was a lot different on this project versus uh, Jardine is that it felt more raw. He didn't really layer his voice as much anymore. They kind of just let it be on its own. And I think that adds to an effect. I know Jordan drew up a comparison, and I'll have him, I'm sure, say it. But No, you can say um, it. No, it won't, <laughs> won't be the same. It'll be the same. You already brought it up. 
He had, it, yeah. What's crazy is like after I text you that, that's when the whole mood of the album shifted to. And I was like, ah, well, he's got other shit going on now, so it doesn't really work anymore. Because it was like so after it was at, it was after track four. Because when you get into like the later parts of it, he starts rapping, rapping. <laughs> he starts rapping and shit, and it yeah. it definitely goes away from that entire vibe. Like there was a lot, there was so much variety on this project that I was mm-hmm. very I, what. So. When I listened to it the first time, I wasn't, like, blown away. And I was, like, I knew I wasn't going to want to go back. But I was very impressed by the range and how well he sounded doing a bunch of different styles. Because sometimes when artists do a bunch of different styles, like, it can end up being, like, really poor or really average. But I thought that every single style that he was doing on the project sounded really good. Like, it was pleasant and there wasn't any complaints for it. And that's a pretty, I mean, overall theme of ggm and his music i mean it is pretty there's a wide array of of stuff that he he does and he goes over um and so i'm I'm glad that you brought that up tyrell i know we sprung this on you pretty late but what were your first impressions of it uh it was a really smooth sounding album um like with a smile uh the first time i heard it i was like holy fuck this sounds like really good like i enjoyed that that track um, with a smile and mirror my look, I think are like my favorite tracks off of it. Um, just because like mm-hmm. everything up to um, mirror my look is like pretty R and B, and then like that's like the first one where you're like, holy shit, this is like hip hop. Um, Aguita is like similar to that. Bloom, it's a lot slower, almost like melancholy. Um, Every time I hear it, it makes me think of some dude sitting on, like, his front porch, like, strumming a guitar and singing to ghosts. Not like he knows, like, the ghosts are there. He's just, like, singing to, like, no one, essentially. Um, yeah. Like, that's, like, the impression the, I get the from song, it. The song is about his uh, grandma that died from cancer. Oh, shit. That's, that's a lot closer cool. than I thought. <clears throat> but um, I liked it. Like, I didn't get a lot of time to, like, live with the album, but, like, I did like it after, like, my initial few listens. And so I was kind of saying, when I first listened to this, I was kind of mixed on it. I was like, this is good, but I don't know how much I want to go back to it. But I, I went back and I listened to it, like, two or three more times. And I think that it really resonated with me on the on my last listen last night uh certain songs just really started to click and the biggest thing that i took away from this when i was listening to it is this fucking album is so sad yeah it is so sad and um i think that it brings out a lot of emotions especially like when you do tie certain songs like bloom or like even the song somebody uh which is uh you know about uh you know uh breaking off a relationship uh, there, there are some really, really sad moments on here uh, that are that kind of put you, <laughs> put you in a weird spot. But it's beautiful at, at the same time. I thought one one thing I really I wanted to point out though before we move on, uh, the very first song "Tombs," which I I really enjoy this here. It's super, it's an eerie track in in the production, but it, I mean it's the way that it progresses is really really nice. Um, his line, the, the chorus in that song really threw me for a loop. 
I had to I had to like make sure he was actually saying what I thought he was saying and try to understand what where he was coming from because he said tombs are rather comfortable. And I don't think you really uh, put those two things together usually uh, or in the same sentence. And so I thought that was a really interesting uh, thought process in uh, <laughs> talking about dying or uh, in that sense. I thought that was I thought that was pretty cool. Were there any other moments on this that kind of did the same for you guys? Uh. I don't have any written down, <clears throat> mainly because, like, like I said, like, I got to get like a chance to like really live with the album. No. Jordan, do you have any other thoughts on it? <clears throat> no, I, I, I think he's a really talented individual who can do a lot of different things. It's just that it's not what I want to listen to all the time. Fair. Next up, we have Ciroc. Um I thought I threw this in here just because I thought it might be interesting in terms of if you guys did listen to it uh, to and kind of look up the meaning on what she was doing. I didn't know if it would be worth uh, talking about or not. Uh, Sharecropper's Daughter uh, is a new new album by her. It's her first project in four years. Uh, Ciroc, I guess if you're familiar with uh, the Rhyme Sayers group, uh, she she's all over YouTube uh, in terms of uh, her music videos and freestyles and stuff like that. Um, what were your guys' first impressions of this? I like her voice a lot. Her voice just reminded me of someone and I couldn't figure Princess out Princess Nokia. Who. Fuck you, right? I was like trying to run through the list, and I was like, I can't think of who her voice is. I had um, two notes, and one was she sounds like Princess Nokia when she raps, and then uh, the "You Don't Know My Name" instrumental mm. on that one song, on um, <laughs> something real, something real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also have this beat, very good. Uh, Gold Leaf, that sample. I feel like I've heard it before, at least like that first opening part of the track. But there's like no, in the the credits of like the track and everything, like the production notes, there's no one credited for that sample. I'm trying to think of who, what it is or like what it's reminding me of. Um, shout out Styles P. Then in uh, Something Real, she says, Because when my blues hit the canvas and other Gibson cries, and I embrace every riff and escape before the lipstick dries, which I thought was hard. Black Thought sounded good as hell. Uh, the way they traded bars in like, that last verse I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Goddess Gang, the bass line on that was so fucking nice. Like Those kick drums like hit really wild in like my earbuds. Um, Y'all won't win trying to box me, in. box me in. I'm Ali. You're like G Foreman. And even my mumbles, like rumbles in concrete jungles, is like fly. And then grounded Bro, has she's rapping, rapping on this. Yeah, no, she's fucking like going in. Like it sounds good. Um, grounded has such a fucking like smooth beat. Like it was a great closer. I like that beat a lot. 
That's the main reason why I wanted to put this on here is because when I first listened to this, uh, I, I actually I actually really enjoyed it. Um, and I just like recognizing like dope female rappers, like when they do actually do put together something like this or female artists. Um, and so I, I want people to at least see this side of it because I for me, I got a similar feeling listening to this as I did when I listened to Layla's Wisdom by Rhapsody the first time that I listened to it um, in terms of being able to like hear uh, another artist in terms of like lyrically put together, uh, you know, uh, rhymes or, uh, you know, lines like the way that Sarak does and all over this project. And I really enjoyed that. Um, the every song on here is produced by Soul Messiah, except for Deliverance, which was produced by Evidence. Uh, my favorite songs on this were Something Real, uh, Lay It Down, and Goddess Gang. I'm, I'm, the highlights of this uh, project here are on Lay It Down and Goddess Gang when uh, that beat starts double timing and she's rapping with the beat. I think that sounds so dope. Sounds so good. Uh, I, I enjoy it. I really, really liked that. But uh, overall, I, I honestly... I. Uh, it got a little much for me to listen to it the more that I listened to it. Um, like it was like the first time I listened to it was like kind of like a wow factor. And after that wore off, I mean, some of the tracks were a little much for me or just like didn't really have the same uh, luster as they did when I first listened to them. But overall, I mean, she's spitting on this. I mean, I think she sounds really good. Jordan shaking his head. Okay. Um, I just don't want to talk about it. On. I don't have anything positive to say. Fair. We will move on to the next one. Which is... Alvin Lamar Worthy. A.K.A. Westside Gun. This here. I just love... With I love Shady every Records single debut. time they get their fucking government name read. I just love it. <laughs> Who made the sunshine? Cover art done by Westside Pootie. She's his daughter. I thought it was cool. It's it's actually pretty tight. It looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. Like on a vinyl, imagine that. that. It should be hard. I wanted, wanted to just at least throw that out there and uh, let people know that it's cool. Is, um, is she the feature on at the end of um, at the end of yes. I'm pretty let okay. Yes. Um, Gucci on my feet. Gucci on. <laughs> go, Shit is nuts, dude. <laughs> going into this project here, uh, I was I was hoping for it to be. Go down a similar path of what Conway's did when, uh, like, mixing up production a little bit where he sounds, uh, where he actually got some different sounds uh, all over on here. And uh, reading about it, I th one line that stuck out to me when he's talking about the project is he says, I know it's great because it took me a week to make and not two days. <laughs> that explains which so much. Was, which I thought was funny. Um, 
Well, I didn't get a mix in production. Uh, everything was done by Derringer and um, Beat Butcher. And there were a couple songs by The Alchemist. But for the most part, everything was done by Beat Butcher and Derringer throughout this year. And so it, it still sounds like a Griselda album. Like it doesn't sound <laughs> like, a, like an actual like. I see why you didn't put it. On, I see why you didn't put it on the docket because you were just like ready to not have anything to say. Because you're just going into the. I was. You're in your bag of tricks, pulling out the same <laughs> shit you're gonna say about every Gazelda record, every West Side Gun record. So if you got anything, hey, to say, I didn't say that about on. Conway. I liked it. Yeah, this was better than the Conway Here's- one. What the fuck? <laughs> Here's what I'll say: the rapping was really good. Um. I just want to I want to point out a few a couple things here. I thought it was really interesting that on all praises, there wasn't even a fucking West Side verse. He was only on the chorus. Yeah, and he, oh, fuck, dude, that song. <laughs> when I heard the instrumental start, I was like, oh my god, this is so heavenly. Just the way that it sounded and the way that it was mixed, and then that fucker came in singing <laughs> so out of key. And the first time I was like, I, I was working and I, 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 I audibly said out loud, I was like, no, <laughs> no, because <laughs> I was so, so upset. It sounded so bad and it just dragged on and it drags on. Then it gets to Boldy James and Boldy James sounds so buttery smooth on the beat. And so does Jadakiss. But then it's, oh, greatest of the most high. And I'm like, oh, because the beat is so, so, so perfect. It is one of the best beats I've heard in a long time where it's just stripped down with no drums and it just got ruined. <laughs> but by the third listen, it's, it's numb to me. So I kind of fuck with the chorus. On the song Butcher and the Blade, uh, it always stands out to me when Conway says, Bitches think I'm vegetarian, yes! and these carrots on my neck. I have that written I down. I line as hard as fuck. I have that written down. That oh. shit was tough. Dude, Conway, oh. Conway, bro, Conway was incredible. Conway features on West Side Gun projects like fuck, fuck albums, fuck mixtapes, <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuck all of it. Just, just put them all together on one. That, that's the project. He, bro, when he said, uh, your watch tick, tick, my watch spin, I was like, I, I just put LMFAO, like, that shit's fucking nuts. He's talking his shit. Him and Benny, dude, when they're on the feature, it's like, it's easily the best song. Cause you just completely forget Westside's even there. Cause thank God he opens most of those songs because you're just like, oh yeah, he had a verse because then these motherfuckers just start going in. They sounded so good on that song that they did. The intro was hard too. The beat. The beat was hard. I give a fuck about the narrative. But the beat was hard. <laughs> last last thing before I let you guys suck it off. Um, Pause. Ocean Prime. <laughs> yes. The song Ocean Prime. Jesus Christ Busta Rhymes. Yes. Yep. <laughs> he sounds That's awesome. <laughs> Bro, Busta went the fuck he in, He sounds dude. so... Fucking good. 
the His cadence. Voice? Oh, I love it. The voice, the gruffiness, I the way the he switches up. Room temperature, why spoil? Come on, Panamanium connecting Jacko. Oh my God! Your bust is on point, dude. <laughs> it was solid. Yo. Let me roll the weed and we'll pass the Fronto. Bro, all of the Frontos, the Tontos, the Torontos, the Brontosaurus Rex rhyme scheme. Bro, he was fucking going Bitches can't manage his D in the morning like I'm Alonzo. Yes, I got that right down too. <laughs> shout out Georgetown. Shout out, and shout out Alonzo Morning. Uh. Yo, Buster Rhymes, I'm telling you, I, I could listen to that verse on repeat. Um, he was so good. Then... then and then Slick Rick comes in. Fucking shout out Slick Rick. Holy please shit. Please tell me you... Please tell me you you read or like actually took note of how his verse was written and said. Yes. No. <laughs> Bro. Bro, it's too hung up on Busta Rhymes. I re Today when I was listening to it, I rewound Busta Rhymes verse like four times. It reminded me of like trying of like listening to like Yoda memes where he puts stuff like backward, like he puts sentences in reverse order, and like just doesn't need like all the words in there. It's just I was so <laughs> and I was so enamored by the way he was saying things, and I was just like, what is going on? Oh, shout out Slick Rick. Overall, yeah, that I mean that those are my notes here. Um, I thought the rapping was really good on here. I was, and I'm not not to knock, uh, not to knock Derringer or Beat Butcher. I just wanted I just wanted to mix it up, production wise. That's it. All right, you good? Sure. I was not excited to listen to this. I was not going to listen to this because I'm like, I am fucking tired of Griselda. And then... I, w I tried to save you. Well, no. Then I hopped in uh, the stream and Jordan was like, hey, did you listen to uh, West Side Gun? And I was like, no. Um, and he's like, you should. He's like, I have, I have things I was going to say about it. He's like, it was really good. Um... And then I forget whatever fucking else Westside put down, but he's like, that's down here, and this is up with, like, Pray for Paris. And I still really like Pray for Paris, even though, like, I'm burnt out on Griselda. I like this probably as much as I liked Pray for Paris. So I'm really glad that Jordan said that and put this in the docket. Um, Armani Caesar sounds so fucking good on her verses. I'll save it. Okay. That's another thing I gotta say. Um, shout out Slick Rick. That motherfucker. Like I, can't I didn't look at. They walked that fucker. Sorry. Yeah. Well, no. Like I. Um, I, I can't believe he's at thirty-eight pitches. Damn, he's a fucking machine over there. This is the fifth inning. I know. <laughs> um. I looked at the track list while I was over at Jordan's, and I saw Slick Rick on not one but two tracks, and I was like. I was shocked. I was like, man, people still fucking, like, get Slick Rick features? I haven't heard one in years. Uh, and then I had to ask if Slick Rick had been deported yet. He has not. He's still fucking rolling around in New York. Um, he sounds so good in his old age. 
Like he's just got a timeless voice, and he just sounds so good over anything. Oh like, fuck like, yeah! Well, <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything because you imagine him over like a fucking. <laughs> you stop over, over like, some... a Molly Raw, some Uzi Vert type beats. <laughs> he, he'd make it work. Goofy as hell. No, I would just sound goofy as hell. Um, the butcher and the blade sounded so good with all three of them trading verses. Uh, again, a lot of my notes have to deal with the features because when I listen to these. It's the features that stand out, and not necessarily West Side Gun. Uh, Jadakiss was fucking hard. <laughs> Holy shit, Fuck was yeah. that good. Uh, Frank Murphy is Friday Night Cypher, but Griselda Gang. Um, fucking eight minutes long, and it's just them fucking going. They did it over one beat, though. It's better than <laughs> Friday Night Cypher in that regard. Uh, good night. Has slick, uh, yeah. Good night has slick Rick at the very end of it. He's got a pretty short verse, and then he says, "Then tweeze out the bullet, so I bandaged it." Said, "Thank you, Rick." And once we were far in the trunk of my car, said, "Got it from here." One of his peers, yeah. So I let him out, and now we're getting tortured, asking questions about his whereabouts. And when he says, "So I let him out," there's the sound effect of a drill going, and I was like, "Holy shit!" As he's like <laughs> saying, "Now he's getting tortured." And I just thought that shit was hard as fuck. And then 98 Sabres, they all sounded really good. Why wasn't Boldy James on that posse cut? Because that would have been, like, legit uh, fucking all of Griselda gang, all of Griselda records on a track. 43 pitches through five innings. And they're still it's losing. Nuts. They're losing. <laughs> <laughs> Wasting but, a good game. That's what um, I got for this. Okay, so let's touch on what we haven't touched on yet. I don't know how to say this word. Ish Ishkabibbles? Ishkabibbles? Yeah, Ishkabibble. Shout out Black Thought. Mm-hmm. Bro said highly questionable just like Bomani Jones. Shout out Bomani Jones. Yeah, we I know. Lo- we, lo- we love Bomani Jones here. Yes, we do. I <laughs> already got my all praises fucking out of the way. God, that beat is so good still. Waste. Liz loves Luger. I skipped over the Armani Caesar project, and this is the first time that I notably remember hearing her. Cause oh my god, does that that chorus is so good. The chorus on that song is so beautiful, and it it's so perfect to the instrumental and everything. She sounds incredible, and then into her verse, her verse is so good too. And I text Teasy and I was like, so you're telling me none of her actual projects sounded like this, huh? And then he's like, nope. And I was like, fuck. Her actual was, project was, again, she sounds way better on fucking features than she did on her, her actual project. But oh, I was like, I was like, there's no way she could make bad music if she sounds like this. Because this was so, so, so good. It sets the mood right. It, she sounds perfect over the instrumental, even during her, ver- her verse towards the end of it when they layer her vocals on top of each other and harmonize. I just, wow. And then all I have is in all caps, LMFAO, West Side Gun burns the bitch to the ground. <laughs> because that motherfucker comes in with the most vulgar, unnecessarily horny in the worst possible ways verse. And he sounds terrible. <laughs> He sounds terrible on that song. And I'm like, 
it was like, how can you do this to me back to back? It's like he purposely knows that there's people out there that are going to be like, they're just going to hate it. Because he starts his verse where he's like, come here, bitch. And I'm like, oh, bro. <laughs> like after that buttery smooth, beautiful, melodic, heaven sent, I'm floating on clouds, Armani Caesar verse and chorus and shit. I, the first thing I hear is this high-pitched fucking come here, bitch. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Um, what do you guys think is the percentage of people that like that verse? Fuck. <laughs> that listen to West Side Gun. What do you think is the percentage of people that actually genuinely like that verse by West Side Gun on Liz Loves the Luger? One in four. That's a real high percentage. That, you shit. think 25% of people that listen to that project are like, I love this West Side Gun verse. <laughs> I was going to say like... Yes. I was going to say like one in seven. <laughs> I don't know, man. I Because I was really thinking at the end of it. I was like, who is listening to this? And he's just like, he did it again. <laughs> <laughs> like, Everyone in I, Buffalo. I could not. I was like, if you could take West Side away from those songs and replace them with just anyone <laughs> just anyone in the fucking universe i'll i'll fucking put russ on it fuck it uh, at least he won't like scream at me in the like <laughs> just the weirdest possible way uh leslie beat is great frank murphy um so i have one line written here it's by uh stove god cooks he says saran rap on the floor been ripping them since bruce bowen and i was like wow that was really good I was like, what a fucking callback. Bruce, Bruce Bowen defensively ripping fucking players. Saran wrap, you ripping that bitch. Hell yeah. Um, I think the only thing that kept me 100% engaged was on the main sample that's like that dreary. It's not dreary, but it's like a really sharp alarm sounding sample. It seems like they're hitting, they're like just randomly throwing a phaser in it where it'll get really loud at points in your ear and it'll just bring you back into the song. Because without that, I probably would have just zoned out if it wasn't like going out of pitch and all kinds of shit like that. Because wait, which song was that? Uh, Frank Murphy, the seven minute and fifty some cut. Okay, yeah, as you say, I'm, I I think I remember that as well too. And I was like, am I hearing this right? Yeah, like, yeah. Is, it, I, is it getting randomly I, loud? It, like, it, but uh, they threw a phaser on it, or they they had one of those pitch shifters because it would get loud in your ears, and then it would go back to normal. And it would bring you back into yeah. the song. Like you would end up paying attention again because you would zone out. So I don't know if they did that on purpose, but it, it probably did exactly what they were aiming for to actually make you like pay attention to when shit was going on. Because a lot of the middle blends together until it gets the smoke dizza because then there's like the pause and then you just hear the, the fucking right shit that he says before. And then I'm like, oh, we're almost at the end of the song. But it was cool. This, I, I thought this was a lot better than I'm probably making it sound because like my two favorite songs are the two ones that are ruined. Because <laughs> those songs are just, oh my God, they're just so good. Like that Arma- if, if that was what Armani Caesar sounded like on that project, I would have been so disappointed that I completely skipped over it. That's why I was so but- excited for that fucking project. But being reassured that none of her music sounds as good as that. that she's peaked. <laughs> Hopefully she hasn't. But I mean, like, so far, this is like pinnacle of the, that sound. Cause this is her, her version of the cow. <sighs> That's no. Come on, dude. <laughs> the cow is like, I listened to the cow yesterday and I almost started crying again. Like, that's incredible performance by Conway. <laughs> like, it's, that's, 
This isn't the cow level. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said her version. We are really far into this. We got to get going. We got to fucking get our ass in Two game. to go. I know. I was about to say we got to go. Two to go. We Bryce have to it. Fuck it. We're L doing two hours again. Fuck L it. Let me it's going to have to be. <laughs> let me go first for this next one because I have no notes for it. All right, bet. Well, he's got to introduce the shit. Because yeah, I just want to like get that out there real quick. Kentucky-based R&B trap soul artist Bryson Tiller. I don't know his government name. I'm sorry. It might be Bryson Tiller. American singer songwriter from Louisville, Kentucky is here with album number three, Anniversary. I'm telling you what, guys. This dude might be back. What? It's fucking Wait. Taylor season, boys. Okay, 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 okay. I'm Before we you. get into this. <laughs> Fuck, dude, this is going to be a music-heavy one. The, the actual core of what the podcast should be. Yeah. Um, Trap Soul. Opinions, go. Which one's Trap Soul? Uh, First one. Okay. It's debut it's the album. one with uh, five years to the date don't. of when he released. I thought Trap Soul. There, there are some dope songs on Trap Soul. Um, Exchange, Don't, Rambo. Uh, I think 502 Come Up was also pretty hot as well, too. Overtime's uh, Overtime. Overtime. Like More there's incredible. There there are some there are some hot songs on Trap Soul. And so when he came out with True to Self in 2017, I was so fucking disappointed because I thought that project was garbage. It was long. I hated and... that project. Okay. <laughs> so um I don't think I hated the project, but it definitely was not good cuz I'm pretty sure we 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 were like, yo, did you did you listen to that new Bryson Tiller? It was like it was really mid. It was like a pack of mid to the tenth degree. Like it was so average. There's one good song. It's "Don't Get Too High." He sounds really good on that song. It's a really good performance. But it's fucking 19 songs that just blah. 18 songs, one song good. Mm-hmm. I would agree. <laughs> so Tyrell, you're t did did you even listen to Trap Soul or True to Self? Uh, I listened to Trap Soul. I didn't listen to True to Self. Um, I like Trap Soul a lot. And, like, I like this project, too. Like, I thought this project was good. I just didn't take any notes on it because when I listened to it, I listened to it on a flight. Like, I was flying and I was reading fucking um, House of Leaves. And I was, like, way more engrossed in the book than the music. And I was like, this is, like, really nice. Like, I just let it fucking play on loop for my four-hour flight. Like, by no means did I dislike this project. Um... I just didn't write anything down for it. I was, my mind was elsewhere. Uh, I will say though that that very first track, disappointing. The hi hats on that first track fucking get me every time. But yeah, that's all I got for this project. I'm sorry to let you down, TZ. <laughs> all right, we yeah, well, we can do this. Not the first time. It won't be the last. So when I was when I was going into this. For one, I was happy that it was much shorter. Um, I was I was really encouraged by that because, I, like we were talking about, it true to self. Um, Nineteen songs is a it's, it's a lot uh, for anybody for me to listen to, especially anymore. Um, but one thing I didn't know going into this, uh, I didn't know that he turned down an OVO offer. 
I, I don't know if that's bad. A lot Sounds of OVO bad. artists just kind of get lost in the fucking shuffle and they never like blow up. It might have been a good thing. I don't know. It's hard to be honest. It's super hard to tell because when Trap Soul came out, it, it was very mm. mediocre sounding cloud R&B, but it aged really well. Like a lot of the yeah. songs and it aged a lot better than when it was perceived when it first came out because it seemed pretty cookie cutter because it, it also sounded like way too similar to like early Roy Woods, what The Weeknd was still kind of doing before he went to Beauty Behind the Madness type pop. So, and everyone used to think that he was an industry plant too because he literally came out of nowhere because yeah. he came out of fucking nowhere with that project and it, it had a huge like main. And then he fucking disappeared. Yeah. And which is... It was super weird before this um, this album came out because I was there was a lot of people like hyping it up on Twitter and I was like where the fuck were all these people the last five years like <laughs> I'd never seen this many people talk about Bryson Tiller and being like yo we need more Bryson Tiller because I'm like well, you just got an album of twenty songs and no one gave a shit it's you know like stuff like that's weird like when it just like percolates yeah. up and then it's like one person's like yo we need this and everyone's like oh okay we need this I guess um. I I wasn't I wasn't super in on it when I first started listening. There were a couple songs that like jumped out to me, um, especially "Inhale." God damn it, D-Pat! That fucking production is incredible. I love that fucking song. Doesn't he get outshined um, by the? Wouldn't you want Bryce or not Bryce until Wouldn't you want um, Brent Fiaz over that? Love me some Brent Fiaz over d production. Come on. I, I was thinking about just, it. Like, give me, give me the fucking Saunders album. <laughs> that Dead Man Walking. Oh my god. So, I listened to it again, and again, and again. Stockholm Syndrome, bit. boy. Let me tell you what. This shit's good. <laughs> I just had to beat it into myself. Pause. This is this is a this is a really solid project by Bryson Tiller. I am really happy that he put this together. It was really interesting listening to the Wave Radio episode because Travis Scott had him on talking about it a little bit, um, and he was talking about how uh, this isn't going to be his only project in 2020. First uh. and foremost. I just I, don't know, I have no idea what, if he can handle like a large output of um, music. But second, he talked about how like on this one here, he felt like he had to um, he felt like he played it really safe uh, in terms of lyrical content and whatnot. And on the on the next project, he said he's going to be he said he's going to be talking his shit. Ah. <sighs> I like I like when R&B artists talk their shit like The Weeknd. I really like when The Weeknd talks his shit. And I really like when Brent Fiaz Brent Fiaz is the best at talking his shit on R&B <laughs> tracks cuz it's just it's so it's so braggadocious and it's just so it's not misogynistic, but it kind of is. It flirts with misogyny. It's very future if it's very future but a lot of our R&B like <laughs> future but make it smooth yeah <laughs> oh that's right Glaber Torres that's right god he's gonna be better than Mookie that's I'm so excited for you to blow out someone's <laughs> eardrums when they listen to this not once but twice that's what that's what, that's what I hear 
<laughs> I'm so sorry, folks. <laughs> we're an hour in. I usually get pretty frisky at this point. <laughs> yeah, we're an hour in and we still have another project. Hey, but I, I, you know what? I edited a two-hour one last week. I can do it again. That's fair. And it won't, so, it won't be as bad because I won't have to cut out fucking... Oh, the, 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 so the, here, that's here, the here are the highlights for me. <laughs> Things change. He is spitting. Especially on the third verse in this song. Uh, timeless interlude oh that was good that oh one's oh my oh, goodness it, it, it sounds really good he sounds really good on that i didn't write it down but i thought it today when i listened to it again i was like he sounds really really good on this i like how subdued it is and i really like that obviously i've already shouted out inhale shouts to d pat on the production and then next to you is such a fantastic Closer. I have the set song stuck in my head all day. I just keep repeating it. The chorus. It's catchy as hell. Um, this has replay value in my eyes, and I'm really, I'm really happy to hear this. So I'm curious to see uh, how much uh, this next project by him, oh, if he really starts talking his shit, uh, and how how much different it's going to be. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I really like the bounce on the opener. Wait, always forever is the opener, right? It should be you know what it is. I trust my fucking memory. Always, <laughs> always forever is the second song. Damn it! That one had a lot of bounce on it though. Um, it got into "I'm Ready for You" and then it really started to fade into the background. And I think that's one of the issues that he has is a lot of the times he will get lost in the production. And I think it's just because he doesn't have like the strongest voice for an R&B singer. And I don't think it's entirely his fault because he definitely blends in in a good way. It's not like in a bad way where like if he was if he was getting so lost that I just didn't care because a lot of the production that he's been on, especially on this project, just works and is really it's pretty strong and it will keep me engaged. Things change fine. My favorite song on the whole project is Sorrows. And the first time I listened through, I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Because it was overproduced as fuck. Like, there is so much shit going on on that song. Especially in the second verse. They do, there's the drop, and it fades out, and they just throw so many effects on his fucking voice. And I'm just like, what are we doing, mm -hmm. folks? <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just so much shit. Like, whoever was the engineer on that song was just like, fuck it. Let's, it's, it's my field day, and I'm going to have fun doing it. But the more I listen to it, the more interesting it is to me just because there's just so much going on and I really enjoy how it's mixed too because it's not mixed poorly. If it was mixed poorly and had all of this shit going on, then I would be fucking ripping my hair out because I can't stand that shit. Inhale, like TZ said, it is... Oh. I don't know if I like the instrumental by itself more than I like the song because it's like... I do. Because I... Well, like, because we had that instrumental I mean, and that project. We've had that to sit on for like a year now, I think, or so. I can't remember when gonna, it came out, but I remember you I sent me it. I, I'm pretty sure it was May of 2019. But it, uh, well, I know we've had a, at least a year to sit on it. 
And I listened to it again, just the instrumental. And I'm like, oh, like I can't. May 17th, decide. 2019. There you go. And year and a half. I, I think that I really do like that instrumental a lot more. I like the vocal sample. I like the construction of the song. And I like everything. I like it's a pretty busy song, which is another example of where Bryson Tiller can get lost in the instrumental, which is why I, I kind of want Brent Fiaz on it instead. Because Brent Fiaz is a little more bolsterous and he'll be able to like sound. He has a bigger presence on songs and R&B songs that he's on. And I think uh-huh. he has just a lot more charisma. Because one thing about Bryson Tiller that I don't get from him is any sort of like charisma or personality. Like I feel like I don't know Bryson Tiller whenever I listen to his projects. I just feel like he's really cookie cutter, R&B, cloud. And it's... He sounds fine. It sounds good. He just makes really good music that you put on in the background when you're with your significant other, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But it's not like it's bad. He's still. It, it, I thought this was good. It was good background music. I didn't complain. I've listened to it probably like four or five times because it's short too. Yeah, it is short. Actually, I enjoyed. Alrighty then, leading us into the last one here. Oh boy, guys. We got 21 Savage and Metro Boomin here with Savage Mode 2. Whoop, whoop. Mm. Let me just say this. I went back and listened to Savage Mode 1. Because I wanted to... I wanted a comparison. I I wanted to see if we were, one, getting something similar, or two, if they were going to if they went like a completely different route or focused on one thing more than another or whatever. Did you listen uh, to without warning again? No, oh, you should have, you should have did in all three. It, it makes sense in like the, uh, the, oh, the whole thing you would see the growth. Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the project is narrated by Morgan Freeman. Shouts to Morgan Freeman. The cover art for this is hot. Interesting. Fire. No, fuck shouts it. to fire. whoever. Fuck you. Sh- shouts to whoever made this cover art because it's a gigantic ode to '90s cover art. To No Limit or, Records, bro. Master P. That's why we got the fucking um. What the hell is that shit called? Stepping on whatever. No, it's not that one. Yeah, it is. It's stepping on whatever that that song. We got that whole song because yeah. of the cover art. <laughs> That's true. Uh, but but Big Rube. Uh, wrote for Morgan Freeman's script. I think it would have been funnier to think if Morgan Freeman wrote his own script for this project. No, we were talking about that. We were like, what do you think Morgan Freeman was thinking when he was presented this idea and like do the you, script and everything? Yeah, do you think they just hired him and he was like, fuck it, it's a bag? Or do you think he was like, I love Savage. I love Metro Boomin. <laughs> I, like... <laughs> I would 100% want to be on board with that. Imagine like, imagine like they make the pitch and he's like, bro, I love 21 Savage. And he starts reciting the fucking no heart first verse to him. And he's like, <laughs> okay, so I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to mention, Jordan, do you remember when we first watched the no heart yes! music video? <laughs> yes, because it was, okay. <laughs> that video is iconic. Because it was so fucking fu- I don't even remember why we decided to watch it. But we... <laughs> well, okay, to be fair, I made you watch a lot of weird things on YouTube. This wouldn't have been weird. But this would have been, like, something that I would have forced you to watch while we were just sitting there. But I... Bro, when they were in because, the kitchen... Because this... Because this was before 21, like, really blew up. Yeah, that's... Because the no heart 
Oh my god, No Heart is so good. No Heart is so good. <laughs> because it's it's funny because of how outlandish the music video is. And we're we're both sitting there in silence <laughs> and then we kinda look at each other and we're like, yo, this dude's low-key spinning. Like, this shit's kinda hot. He was he was going the fuck in. Like, I so I remember exactly where I was when I first listened to that. Cause I was still cause I was still interning in Raleigh and you listened to it and you said it was boring and then I listened to it while running on the treadmill and it sounds very lifeless when you listen to it the first time but the thing that like really because like on initial listen it was like X was really good with future and that was about it but when we watched the music video and saw no heart in that context we were like Yo, he's got it. He's like actually kind of going in. Like he sounded so good on that song. Like he sounded incredible on that song. But when they fucking start unloading the guns inside the kitchen, it's just like, what the fuck is going on, dude? It's just so ridiculous. Shout out the No Heart music video. Oh, it's so Yo. it's so fucking funny, dude. I, Tyro, if you have never seen it, you should just watch it right now and fuck the sound. Just watch it, and you'll be like, you'll understand why we were like, Yo. Um, so like I said, I went back and listened to Savage Mode because I wanted to see, I wanted to see if I was missing something because I'm really mixed on Savage Mode too. Um, and I wanted to go back to, and I, I was like, okay, well, do I feel the same way about Savage Mode? And I do. Um... And I think for me, and, I, and I, may, I don't know if you guys will feel the same way as those well, too. Did you get to Ocean's Drive on uh, Savage Mode? Because I think that's the last yeah. song. What did you think of Ocean's Drive? Because that's I a, listen to everything. It's a song that when I go back, I'm just like, wow. You just, I, I forgot about how good it sounds. Because the production is just so different compared to everything else on Savage Mode. Like, it's a lot more, it's a lot more lavish and full of life like ocean drive actually does sound like fucking watery sounding in like a good way and it sounds really cool which is why i was curious to if you paid attention to that because i know yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a lot more dreary and kind of sluggish to get to that point but i know it closes out that project yeah and i and that's the thing i, I don't know i don't know how much i really remember of it because i i was kind of out at that point um that's why I'm saying, like, if you go back this, and just this listen to that one out of context, does the you're same just going to be like, wow. Because this project does the same thing for me. Um, like, on Savage Mode, I really, like, there's a, there's a stretch from No Heart, X, and Savage Mode, where all three of those songs are fantastic. And then after that, there's a lot of it really just kind of, I, I don't know, it loses a lot of energy, in my opinion. Um, and I just kind of, I'm, I'm out, uh, this project here does the same thing for me. You get running, which is hot as fuck. Yes. That song is fantastic. Yes. Um, the vocal sample, the vocal sample into like the whole fucking chop of it into the beat fire. Yes. And then it feels like, again, towards the end of this project here, a lot of stuff just really gets lifeless and it slows down. There's a lot of energy gets lost. Like I just, I, like after snitches and rats, I'm just like, 
I don't really know if I want to listen anymore. Like, I, I don't, I, I didn't, it, do you guys get, get that same thing? Yeah, some of it, like, towards the end got kind of samey. Like, I was it hits like, me, eh. it hits me after, um, the fucking No Limit cut. Every time. If it were 10 songs, it would have been perfect. If you cut it right there. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to point out that I'm watching the fucking No Heart music video. And when they're just, like, firing in the kitchen, um, it's like a fucking GMC for show video, but with higher production quality. It's like his rifle burst video. Where it's just, like, the it's fucking so copy-pasted, like, clip art, like, muzzle flashes. It's just so ridiculous, dude. It's fantastic. It's a fucking... This should be in a museum. It really should. I'll make a petition for the Plains Art Museum. Just wait till we just wait till we do our tunnel vision recap video or segment. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh my gosh. Okay. Real quick here. I just need to I want to make two notes here. Uh, the song is slide in. First verse is heat. I was when I was when I was reading back to it last night, I, I was I was just in awe. I was like, oh my god, this is fantastic. One line really sticks out to me though. When he says, all my Glocks got dildos. Damn it, TC. I had that one down too. I have two notes for that track, and that's one of them. <laughs> it's funny. It's just, it's just, just funny, period. Uh, secondly, snitches, in the song Snitches and Rats, he says, black Air Force One's in the field, them my cleats. We're not making a comment and I about tried, a certain thing. And I tried to picture what... Black Air Force Ones would look like on a sports field. <laughs> and it's funny. You'd be slipping and sliding I, all over that shit. Can you imagine? Can you the imagine if someone rolls up? So can you imagine if someone walks into the fucking batter's box wearing black Air Force Ones? I'd be Them scared. Shits would look fucking brown as fuck after one round of the bases. <laughs> I'd be frightened of the man who fucking shows up wearing black air. I would be scared with the man in the bat. <laughs> I bet he. I bet the bat would snap easily. Doesn't matter. I would. It, it, I feel like I would get a re, a redo of the the guy that was uh, in the Red Sox uh, minor league organization way back when, and after a pitch, he kicks the catcher in the. Um, in the face mask, and then he takes the bat up to the pitcher's mound and starts swinging it at the pitcher. If you haven't seen that video, it's wild. I don't remember his name, but he got in a lot of trouble for that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I was I was low key disappointed here. Uh, Morgan Freeman narration was legendary, but yeah, uh, felt very very lackluster, especially in the last four tracks. Right, before I get like rolling into like my actual notes, I just want to say that Black Air Force Ones and Black Tims give me the same vibe. Like I am afraid <laughs> of the person who just shows up in public, like not not in public, but like just shows up to an event wearing either of those shoes. I'm like, I need to give you a wide berth. <laughs> you, <laughs> your kids going to prom in Black Air Force Ones. <laughs> it's a girl. It's- under her dress I'd be scared of her I'd be scared of my own child at that point if my kid ever comes up to me and says dad I want to buy a set pair of black air forces 
I'd be like, yo, are you okay? Do I need to get you as a therapist? <laughs> How did I fail you? <laughs> yeah. Alright, so my actual notes. Shout out Morgan Freeman. Shout out Big Rube. Um, if Young Metro don't trust you is a top 10 DJ tag. It might be a top 5 for me. Um, running is fucking hard. When those strings come in, like, like I think you Jordan said it was like a horror movie. It's Glock in my lap that does that. Glock in my lap. Mm-hmm. Uh, that shit's fucking so beautiful. Um, I love Glock in my lap. Uh, that's the type of shit, like, type of music that I just fucking love, unironically. Um, take the plug off in the middle, man. Spray the whole block like I don't give a damn. Fuck a bitch, I'm a gentleman. 21, you bitch, no, I've been the man. Playing with the rock like I'm Jigga Man. Like, holy <laughs> shit. Uh, and then, say you want to smoke, but the fire come with it. I'm like, holy fuck. Um, rich and shit. Or rich and shit. Uh, that saxophone is so fucking fly. Like, in that opening, there's that sax, but kind of weaving it around the background. I fucking love that. He's so smooth. Stars in the ceiling. I'm where God at. The supercharger one, like the car mad. I was like... Fuck yeah. Uh, sliding. Um, my two notes. Sliding. Black Air Force Ones dancing with the devil. Hard. All my Glocks got dildos. Huh? <laughs> Many men. This my type of shit. Snitches and rats. Uh, <laughs> Snitches and rats. Keltec 223. Huh? Instead of having Tyrell's voice there, you should plug no, in. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll ad lib it. Thank you. Uh, Keltec <sighs> two two three, like D Wade. I love my heat. And then I didn't write down the actual lyric, but it, like later on in the verse, motherfuckers out here with you talk a lot of shit. I've killed men. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn. I have to say this. I have to interject and say this. I remember. Like I said, back in 2016, when I first started listening to... Because that was, like, when 21 Savage was just starting to, like, percolate. Because nobody expected him to do the Metro Boomin project at all. And Metro Boomin was still relatively new at that point. And I remember I watched an interview of 21 Savage. And everything he talked about, he sounds so fucking believable. And he just sounds like... When you just listen to him talk about his life... That he's actually been through some shit. And like, as he's gotten... He has, though. As as he's progressed through his... But it's real. That's the thing. It's like, it's not I know. (laughs) And um, as he's progressed through his career, he's given back to the community. He's done tons of like... Like, he started organizations and actually did shit to give back. And it's just so incredible just seeing the growth of him as an artist from like that 2016 to now including the growth in his music and shit because like him as a rapper he's gotten progressively better on each project like his actual rapping and sounding more inspired and doing different things with whether it's his flow or his cadence or like the bars themselves like he has actually been improving throughout his entire career and it's like if you would have told me in 2016 that 21 savage was going to be one of the few people that would continue evolving with their music I would have had more belief that Lil Yachty would have been doing crazy. Well, to be fair to Lil Yachty, he's doing a lot of Detroit rap right now, and he sounds really good on it. That's stuff that you guys don't listen to, but he has been out here. So 
bad one. I guess Kodak Black would have been a better one <laughs> to compare <laughs> to. But still, that shout out 21, dude. 21's fucking great. Um, Stompin', I loved the old school sound of that track. Like, the synths and everything, I was like, this just hits, like, this fucking nostalgia for me. I fucking loved it. Brand new Draco. Call my Hellcat OVO because I keep a Drake. Hard. I liked it. Um, for for those of you who don't know, the Draco is just a fucking AK with, like, the stock cut off. So it's like a pistol. And I'm like, this is tough. The more you hey. know... Hey, yeah. our, our audience listens to the future. They already heard, Draco sitting in the boob bags. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> that shit coming up. <sighs> just have to make moment. sure if someone, if someone new is coming <laughs> in. Um, no op left behind. He sounded really smooth, and the beat sounded, like, somber and, like, introspective. And I enjoyed that a lot. The chorus was hard as shit on that track. I forget what... I have like one track or one note down here at the bottom, not attached to a specific track, but he has a bar where he's like, keep making them UK jokes. Uh, you act like I don't have guns. Um, I forgot that that was a thing that happened where <laughs> Savage was fucking deported for a little while. Um, but no, like going back to what you were saying earlier, Jordan, whenever he talks about guns and like doing like living this life, I believe him. And this is like the same thing I said with uh, like the weekend where like anytime the weekend makes a car reference, like it's a reference that makes sense. Um, same with uh, 21 Savage. When he makes a car reference or a gun reference, it makes sense. Like I, I can picture what he's saying. He's not just fucking tossing together words that sound cool together and hoping that no one calls him on his bullshit. I like this album a lot. Okay. Running, we already covered that. Shit's fucking fire. The the Morgan Freeman intro into the vocal sample where they lay out like the whole beginning part into the chop of the vocal into the beat. Fucking incredible. That shit is so tough. Yes. It is hard as yes. fuck. It's dark. It's menacing. 21 Savage sounds... 21 Savage might be the best over dark, menacing type, bouncy beats. Like, any of them that, are, that have, like, a ton of bounce and they're just going. Like, he sounds great over. Glock in my lap is fucking incredible, the intro. The, <laughs> the uh, all three of the producer tags being at the end of every four-bar count is so fucking hard. Like, the, the um, fuck, now I'm forgetting who, who all, oh, it, it goes... South side on the track, yeah, and then it goes into honorable C note into the, um, oh, what one is it? It's a, uh, fuck, which which it's the Young Thug Metro Boomin one, uh, tag. Metro Boomin wants some more, and then into that, God, he sounds so good on that song, and like Tyrell was saying earlier, horror violins come out of nowhere, like midway through the verses. And they're layered like they they sound like when you're watching a horror movie and right when you're at the tense part, when something's right about to happen, that's the same type of violin noise that's coming in right underneath the instrumental. And it sounds so menacing and scary. And then it gets into the chorus. And then he's like, Glock, Gimba, lap, 
And it's just, oh my God, his cadence and his fucking delivery on that chorus is incredible when he's like, Chuck E. Cheese, rats, we get rodents, whacked hard. Um, uh, none of us talked about the Drake song. None of us talked about the Drake song. I didn't have notes in it because I expected all of you guys to say it. I will say one thing. Drake is way too fucking horny. Next <laughs> song. Uh, so, um, Rich well, and... The reason why I, I didn't bring it up is because you want to save it for the segment. You want to? Oh, okay. Nope, too late. Well, they brought it no, up. No, okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. The name drop of Scissor is just weird. It's so weird. It's there, why? Why do you have to say it? Why? There's no need for it. Like, who cares? That was a decade ago. I. It's a flex now because of who Scissor is, as like her stat. It would be a flex then, like not to take anything away from Scissor, but I'm saying like now we're all aware of who Scissor is and whatever. So. Like, who gives? Is he a trying fuck? to break? Like, I don't just, know. It it's like cool. You dated all these people. Why aren't you with them? Like, is it your fault? <laughs> like, you you know what I'm saying? Like, you dated Rihanna. Like, what are you doing? Why aren't you still with her? Like, <laughs> she dropped you like a fucking sack of potatoes. Like, get the fuck out of here. He's a fuck boy. Exactly. Rich and shit. The beat is so enchanting. I don't I don't know if it's synths or if it's like bells or what. But the way that it just sits in the back and it's like super wavy, it feels like it's super duper dreamy. He sounds okay on on like at like the polar opposite of someone like West Side Gun, where they're both menacing, they're over really tough production and everything. When they do love songs, I can't stand West Side Gun trying to sing or do anything. But Twenty One Savage, I can tolerate. He sounds good on the 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 like love songs. It's not great. It's not like I'm listening to fucking like. <laughs> A Brent Fiaz song or someone singing like that, but it's okay. I, I fuck with it. Thugger glides. Uh sliding. Good. Chorus. Fire. Many men. Metro Boomin's production on that song is really good. The mixing on it is really good. Everything sounds incredible. I actually really, 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 really like that song. Snitches and rats. The 808s hit constantly on that. And they hit super duper hard. But when it goes to the when it transitions to the young nudie verse. I think that they mix the 808s different because they seem to hit harder or at least louder whenever he comes into his verse. They also cut the uh, it's like the um, the organ noise that's in the background for like half a second towards the end of his verse. And then they bring it back in and it sounds super loud and it like really elevates his entire verse and the overall sound of that song. My dog was also really good. I think that was the last song that I thought was really good before it, it teeters off. Because it definitely does putter out towards the end of the album. And I don't know if that's him or if it's just like maybe it's the transitioning of tracks or anything. But it feels like the weaker songs definitely were put at the end of the album. But on My Dog, he says some shit like, no social security, couldn't get a license, but I still didn't complain. And he talks about like, I got the burps. But he talks about um, like how nothing holds him back and how he can like push through anything and it's like i definitely do believe him when he says all that shit especially when he makes the uk references and all that kind of stuff like a lot of stuff that he talks about it, it definitely sounds authentic and i actually really enjoy this if i cut it at 10 i think it's perfect i would be able to listen to it on loop but sometimes like going past 10 11 12 like 14 up to those songs it's just kind of drags or whatever but i actually really enjoy this i thought it was good Oh boy! Well, I'll tell you what—we should have made this like a two-part episode. What do you want to just cut them in half, <laughs> and then make me have to produce twice? 
double the producer tags. <sighs> Should I just start throwing in producer tags? Just randomly? Just yeah. Holy shit, that'd be funny. Yo, Pierre, um, you want to come out here? <laughs> I, I didn't mention when talking about projects I listen to, but Jordan blessed me with a uh, with a download over the weekend of the oh, I haven't Jay listened to that yet. Week. Haven't listened yet. It's been sitting on my computer. Don't want to talk about it until I listen. It's good. Act two leaked, which is the what in high school it was the only thing I ever wanted to listen for like a ten year period. It was the only thing I ever anticipated since like two thousand nine. It leaked like dead and ass. it forced their hand to put it on title. Supposedly um, it's coming on. I everything. will. I'm not. I mean, yeah, eventually. I, um, I will say this from. The transition from dinner at Tiffany's into shiny suit theory. Oh, my Quit goodness. Quit spoiling gracious. it. We're not talking about it. <laughs> we don't have time to talk about it. We'll talk about it next week after I listen to it. Road of Perdition is really good, too. Um, I have that song already. <laughs> fuck. I know okay. we're probably a little late to it, but do you, do you guys even want to talk about Logic calling out Def Jam? Nah, who cares? I don't. Even if he does good shit, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm one of those people where logic is just so far in the shitter for me, I don't even care. He could, like, cure cancer, and I'd be like, let's skip that segment. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. I, I'm with you. I'm fucking tired of logic. <laughs> Imagine that happens. And I'm just like, nah, he bit the drums off, sing about me, dying from <laughs> thirst on Metropolis on under pressure. Like, fuck him. I don't care if he solved the... Uh, uh, wealth disparity in this country. Should Kendrick leave TDE? No. Nah. He 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 made he made a video talking and said that shit was all fucking deaded. So, which is like the first time he ever. Yeah, he said he was watching SpongeBob. Talk. He might have kids, or he's a weirdo. SpongeBob has like this weird fucking uh, appeal to like '90s kids. Even, like, as adults, for whatever reason, we have, like, this weird nostalgia for it. We're like, man, I just want to watch Spongebob. Remind me of a simpler time. Yeah, Spongebob is cool. but um, I, I, I still remember all the references, but I've never had the itch to go back and watch a Spongebob episode. That's fair. I didn't know about this PG Lang uh, group, though. Like, is that, like, a like an official group? Yeah, that's I'm I know that he's tweeted out links to it and stuff and I'm pretty sure Baby Keem's supposed to be through them. Yeah, Baby King, Baby Keem, sorry. Um Reggie Murder District and Georgia Smith are the first artists. Yeah, that so, were supposed to be signed to it. Yeah, so it's it, it's probably legit cuz Baby Keem's got is rolling out something. Cuz he had singles that came out a couple weeks ago. Um Please tell me you guys clicked on the link to my uh, what an idiot. I did. Topic. Jesus Christ. Holy fuck. Morgan Wallen is a country artist. 
he had an invite to Saturday Night Live uh, to do a performance. Well, he was uh, recently uninvited because he held a fucking maskless party. What the fuck yeah. are you doing? Uh, he's just throwing away a bag. <laughs> he really is. Gosh, you should know better. You should know better. Uh, R.I.P. Eddie Van Halen. <coughs> I want you guys to say it too. Rest in peace, Eddie the, Van Halen. R.I.P. The R.I.P. The guitar guy. We want to talk about Tory Lanes real quick. Uh, there is. I thought that we had fun stuff to talk about this week. I, I can tell uh, you about fucking... None of you fuckers put anything in the docket. Shut the fuck up. So you're bitch. stuck with whatever I put in there. I just put something in for next week. Don't click the link until you listen to the song. I can tell you about ODB I've listened to recording uh, installments one, two, and three thanks to Vince Staples. Did you really? It, it, it's been on remote, the remote I know. Episodes. I know. But I thought it would be something you would avoid because it is very Detroit rap. Mmm, I'm the Gucci man. Gucci man. Come over to Gucci again. All right, do you want to read the thread with me out loud right now? We'll trade. We'll go back and forth. Oh, okay, I'm look, I'm going to it right now. And then you guys can roll into the Twitter segment because of this, too. All right, you get the first one. I'll start the second one. Then you skip to the third picture. You'll see why. I... <laughs> so after you say so it, get, get ready one. for the next line. You get the first line, and then we'll go line by line. So I give you enough time to be able to like switch oh. to the next one, and we'll go. Okay, well, hold on. I got another. Look at this. <laughs> Come on, dude. We got this. <laughs> you got to do it in the voice. You got to do it in the voice. You got to. You got to do it just like him. You got to do it just like him. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I should play the instrumental. <laughs> like, in the background. <laughs> she let me cool the coochie down. Mm. I'm the coochie fan. <laughs> mm, she let me hit her when I hit her. <laughs> she let me record her when I hit her. She on coochie cam. I like to get the coochie out. Call her coochie pam. Hershey taxing for the coochie. Call the coochie stam. I finesse it for the coochie. I'm a coochie scam. I had to turn the coochie on. This is my coochie jam. I went to Granny's for Thanksgiving. I had coochie hair. I'll call and check up on the coochie. How the coochie been? She liked to throw the coochie at me. I got coochie hands. Let me recruit the coochie. This is the coochie clan. I like the hashtag the coochie. It's a coochie trend. I beat the coochie up so you don't know what the coochie did. I turned the coochie to a smoothie, made a coochie blend. I like to dress up the coochie, it's my coochie fit. We made a song about the coochie, this a coochie hit. <laughs> Crying laugh emojis. That's <laughs> <laughs> two more. <laughs> Crying emojis. Let me get it turned up off the coochie, down this coochie lit. <laughs> Take a coochie to the circus. She got coochie tricks. <laughs> I'm so fucking glad I found this. <laughs> oh.
Get into the Twitter segment. <laughs> oh, fuck. oh my god, dude! <laughs> I I for one was this, not prepared for that. Uh, let me do a tweet. Uh, 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 let me contribute to the Twitter segment. <clears throat> we should replace the Republican and Democratic parties with swag. All right. <laughs> All right. God damn! I'm so sorry for this two-hour episode. It's super. It was a uh, really music heavy this week. It really was. Before I they get even, into it, bro, they even got a performance <laughs> of our version of the Gucci Mane song. Before I get into the Twitter segment, Jordan, do you want to detail how we chose where to eat tonight? <laughs> so I text this motherfucker. Teasy McTeaserson, so he goes by. At least that is an alias. And I ask, where should I go and eat? Wait. Then I message the group chat. Where should me and Ty Rizzle go and eat? Dumb fuck says Applebee's. He knows I hate Applebee's with a passion. So we almost replaced him with redacted for the episode. So then I sat for like three hours, <laughs> contemplating instead of doing work. What can we do? Finally, um, I text Cyril and I'm like, yo, I just don't know. And he's like, he, he names four options. And I was like, well, how do we do it? And then he's like, I will do this. Say what it was that you did. It was like random choice generator or some shit like that. Like simple choice maker. So on the simple choice maker, there were four options to be chosen. And it will randomly choose one. And we did a best of 10 for the first one. There was a selection that was made. I texted him and I said, hey, what if we ran a bunch of simulations and then took an Olympic mean from it? And then the top two from that, we put into a bracket and do the ultimate method of deciding. <laughs> and he was like, I'm down. <laughs> no, so, like, I, first I said, so you want me to run all four again? And... Before he had a chance to respond, I had already started the fucking process of running through the, the simulation again. Because what we did for the simulation was I put in the four options and I did it ten times. And whichever one was selected most in that ten fucking ten repeated run was the winner. And so I say this and Jordan responds with, I'm kidding, we don't have to do all of this. And then I said I was about to do it too. I was committed already in the process and then i get a text and he's like if you're committed i'll do the averaging and chart it out and so i spent so like there, 10 minutes doing this so there's a google doc now that has the names of the four places the 15 match or the five matches that were ran in the preliminary rounds along with the scores along with the calculated mean also the column for total wins along with the same matches ran across in the olympic mean calculated from those as well as the final battle between chicken place and king house where they had to face the ultimate battle and the ultimate trial of heads or tails Best of seven series, five five games, and King House won three to two in the series. The the best part about that is that when I originally ran the fucking the choice maker and did the series, King House won the first time through. So we did all this work just to get back to our initial results. 
Did you did you just say it was the best of seven and King House won three to two? It was so um the heads or tails were best of sevens. Best of seven heads or tails. Okay. And that would be oh. one game. And then it was okay. a best of five series of those games. Because we did uh five games in the uh preliminary. <laughs> okay. So I did five of I those. Like... But it was best of seven sets, I guess. Uh-huh. And then a match would be. I think that's how it's done in tennis. That's at least how I have it written in the doc too. <laughs> <laughs> and it is color coded too, uh, with the columns that are teal, or a paddle teal, and also with uh, some yellow to highlight the winners in the columns. I I opened up my photos to like uh, find the tweets, and I saw that I had screenshotted the fucking results. And I was like, this is <laughs> the process I had to go through to fucking eat tonight. <laughs> And the best part was that if Jordan hadn't texted me, I was going to go to King House. And after the initial result, I, we were still going to go to King House. And then we went through fucking 30 plus minutes of work to go to King House. Fucking destiny, dog. It really was. Right. I was low-key. When I said I was low-key cheering for one, it was fuck. Because I wanted something light. That's Not fair. fucking tons of fucking fat and salt and shit. Uh. Look, man, King House is fucking ending, going away at the end of the month. I got to eat there as much as possible before then. Shout out to all the graduated kids that are hanging up there, their tassels. <laughs> A lot of graduations at King House. <laughs> Fuck it, tweets. When are we performing Monster? Okay, my bad. Go, 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 go. <laughs> we'll do that next week. <laughs> tweets. The first tweet I have is from 9.36 p.m. on October 2nd, 2020. <laughs> I was trying to tweet at you, Falco93. <laughs> Davis thought he was an NBA ballers with the juice to bring down the house. He has the best references because I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> My favorite part P- of... That fucking PS2 NBA ballers game with Chauncey Billups on the cover. My favorite part about it is that he used the at symbol, but he did not use the built-in Twitter at function. He just fucking put you, Falco93, and just hoped that you would see it. But the best part about it is that he did that, and the other time he just, like, said, Jordan, I need help with web design. (laughs) Uh, Who does their cries for help on the TL like that? (laughs) A god. (laughs) 9.54 p.m. Um, on October 2nd, you said, When I created my F-book, I had intentions of, it all, of an all-non-related female friend list, like a Native American gang leader. Then my little sisters found me. Then relatives. Then single mothers. Then addicts. <laughs> and... Mainstream so needs to stop making shows about Montana. Mountains are such a logistical obstacle, and common family vacation destinations are played out slash basic. Fire. Then he hit us with some of his heritage. Arish Minik? Miu. How much? That's all I wanted to ask. <laughs> no, more sleeping in, no more sleeping in till one, sis. You're gonna be tired. Even if I go to bed at 10 a.m., I'll still be up by 12 p.m. My great-granddaddy taught me to look in your drink first if you're outdoors. After he <laughs> found a damn bumblebee floating in his Diet Coke. 
Um, as the nice fellas are getting PS5s, I'm just hoping a non-related gal talks to me, and then we'll shoot for a PS3 Slim White. <laughs> Driving it. See, he's he's see he's different than me. Like I'm I'm shooting for 50, 55 PS5 just out out the gate. He's like, I'll settle for the PS3 Slim that we get at the fucking, like, at the fucking Salvation or at, like, the, the pawn store, pawn shop. He, he's, settling, he's setting realistic goals for himself. Exactly. Unlike me shooting for the stars. <laughs> yeah. Christ, is it snowing? <laughs> we could so be driving around in Ill Isle in Michigan... Uh, right now, as our peers plan their drinking slash computer gaming slash college Facebook outings, while we have no police in sight, smooth gravel back roads, and park slash lake access for days. In high school computer lab, this wrestling fellow was being hostile to his dancer girlfriend, and this native gal had to convene while I stood by idle. His. I don't. I just wonder. What sparks these memories and what makes him have to say it? I have no answers for you, but like, because they're I'm just so, so happy out guys. there. They're just so out there sometimes. And they're so vivid too. Like he really paints a picture. Oh yeah. Oh, this, I this wish is, Teasy was here. This is the last. I just thought last, of something. Hold on to it. Cause it's the last tweet I have from him. So can't wait to pull up to my I-35 South Frontage Road greenhouse in my Nissan GTR. I'd be thinking of her hometown on the way to work. <laughs> Not her. But the hometown. Her hometown. National treasure. Truly. Like where do you where do, where do you put him? Like he I'm telling easily Pulitzer prize winning award winning Twitter account. Like oh, the yeah. most low key of low key. For sure. It's just so well written, well constructed well constructed he sticks to the theme he never breaks character shout out redacted like, I, I i really hope he listens to this podcast and just knows how much we love his work though he he has to the timing everything he just has to he has to be like a, a secret listener so shouts to him big ups bop, bop. i'm going to his page right now or, yeah, his profile. To see if I missed anything. Chasing around cows and deers this morning. I missed that <laughs> one. But that was it. Fire. Yo, fuck the MLB for putting playoff games on MLB Network. That's so fucking stupid. I know, right? Like, what channel couldn't they put it on? Alright. They could have just Here's- ran it on FS1 right after this. You're telling me that no one wants to watch the fucking Dodgers and Padres? The Dodgers are a big market team, too. Disappointing. Oh, what did you have for TZ, Jordan? Nothing. I probably should say it off of the uh, pod. That's fine. I, I've, we've covered the, the Twitter segment. You should have to take us out. Let's get the fuck out of here. What do you mean? Aren't you having a good time? Don't I mean, you think our listeners are having a great time? 
Yeah, but do the listeners even care about the Coogee Man? They gotta be so sick that episodes continuously get longer as we go on. Well, <laughs> what if they like that? Did you check the Twitter to see if anyone ever... Li- because that would have been a great thing to see if anyone had listened. Because remember, at the end, we did a call to see if anyone would DM the Twitter. I, mean, has, like, I can tell you right... I can tell you right now that no one, no one uh, sent the message. Disappointed, but not surprised in our listeners. What if we don't have listeners? What if we're talking in a void? Bum, 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 bum. And this is interstellar and we're just floating in space. Bum, 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 bum. At this point, I honestly wouldn't care. I have a lot of fun hanging out with you two every weekend, so or every week, so it's worth it. <laughs> I, God, they're missing out, though. Like, that Coochie Man shit? Oh, my God, dude. That's a... That Coochie Man shit was so fucking funny. <laughs> they're missing out on the gems, dude. Shout out to Alan. Shout out Verlin. Shout out Redacted. Shout out Redacted. Shout out other Redacted. There's three Redacteds. Close this uh, out, TZ. We're going to keep going out if TZ. you don't step in. Shout out Tyrell. Shout out um, uh, Glaber Torres. Shout out Aaron Judge. Shout out the Yankees. Shout out the Dodgers. Shout out the Mookie Betts when I get that jersey when they bring home the World Series. Shout out LeBron. Shout out the Lakers. Shout out KCP. Shout out Danny Green. Shout out Alex Caruso, a.k.a. TZ. Shout out um, Anthony Davis. Uh, shout out Jimmy Butler. He's a, he's a bucket getter. He's still he's still out here. Um, shout out Scuzz. Shout out uh, King Not House. Jordan. I remembered what it was. It wasn't fucking ODB. It was fucking Quavo sliding into Sweetie's DMs. And we were gonna read Zach Fox doing the same thing oh. to fucking Viola Davis. See. That's what it was, and I knew it was something, and we... <laughs> nah, fuck it. When we shoot our short film in what is formerly known as King's House Buffet, that'll be the... That'll be... That'll be it. Yeah. I'm sending that. I'm right. sending that shit tonight, so... Have a great... I'm getting that Travis Scott meal. Thanks for coming out. Delivered to me. Cactus Jack sent me Bye for now.